So now on to the footy forecast for round 20. And as much as this season's being very bizarre, up and down, all out of whack, we're actually not doing too bad. We're kind of averaging out at, at even just tips-wise, at kind of six-plus a week. So, you know, that 66% way better than a, than a puncher's chance at winning your tipping comp. So, yeah, hopefully you're on board by now and you realise that we've got somewhat of a deluded idea of what's going on in the world of football. But uh, this one, I have no idea what to expect, unfortunately. Friday night, Geelong versus St Kilda at Skilled. Just that phrase, at Skilled or at Simmons or at Cadinia Park, whatever I want to call it. Let's call it Cadinia Park. That, that just makes me want to tip Geelong. But then you go, no danger. And you go, oh, I don't want to tip Geelong. But then you go, Sydney... They fought hard against Hawthorne, but then fell down. And Hawthorne aren't really that good. They're just really well-structured. And Geelong are quite well-structured like Hawthorne. So now you're just like, oh, what's the line? Oh, it's a 50-50 bet. It's, what's going on with this one, Baz? Come on, let's, let's spread, the, uh, spread the sea of, of cloudiness and confusion and see if we can find what's going on here. Well, guess who the last team was to beat Geelong at Simmons Stadium? Or I say it Sydney. Yes, it was. I think it was around 16 last year. Correct. I'm pretty sure. So they won... Once more, eight or ten um, straight. So Sydney last in to beat them. You know, no danger, and that's the big problem. How is Geelong going to stand up without Dangerfield? And I think they'll build themselves up for this. They played a pretty much uncontested game last week against Carlton, where I watched some replays on Sunday morning, and Carlton were like they were against Brisbane, very much witches' hats. Um, They'll probably be missing Kennedy, Sydney. So, you know, does that even it up a bit? I don't think the ground really worries Sydney that much because it's pretty, like, slim. So it'd be like playing SCG. I know SCG's shorter than than slim, but still small. They want a contested brand of footy. So I don't think that'll really worry them. I think Sydney win. I'm going to tip Sydney. The unders look really good because it'll be a tight, contested game of footy. I think it's around 165 at the moment. And yeah, I just think that Sydney win. They probably lost one last week. They counted on winning, and they probably need to win this now because they play Adelaide as well. So they still need to win another two games to make the eight because it's pretty tight there, and they're only on ten wins. So the top four is probably gone for them. They still want to finish fifth or sixth. They get a home final. They need to win, and I think they do win. Yeah, I yeah, I think danger being out's a big loss. As you said, and yeah, like pound for pound, Sydney are the better contested team, and a cold, wet night in Geelong at Simmons really suits them. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd be tipping Sydney as well, and unders definitely. And I just feel like it's like again, we had this, I had this kind of slap to the bookmaker's face last week about the totals for the points, but again, this the over under here is 165. Yeah. Like. When a team's kicking that at Simmons in a contested game between two really structured teams, like yeah, it's going to be another eighty eighty, like it was against Hawthorne last week. Friday night, dewy football, wet, cold. Keep it in. Keep it more stoppages. Like, do they do they not watch football? Like, who is who is spraying this line out? I don't know. And, and obviously, well, I've mentioned this last two weeks. Sydney are, are not a great set shot or kicking at goal side. They waste a lot of opportunities. It probably cost them last week. In that first quarter, I kicked two goals, seven. So I can't see him unless they kick straight for once. That, I don't know how that line was. And yeah, that line last week, North versus Melbourne, they were never going to get near that. And that was just money for jam. And yeah, but anyway, yeah. 
it's good for us, I suppose. Yeah, very much so. But even like, and they these stats and figures are out there. But like for Sydney's case, they're uh, eight, 17 and eight as as the unders as an interstate outsider. So yeah. like that that knowledge is out there, but obviously people aren't taking it on. But again, that's why that's why you are uh, tune in to this one. So yeah, Sydney and unders, but the unders is a safe bet here because there is a chance that Geelong can get up. But it should be another classic Friday night game like it was last week. Um, so yeah, good luck with the tip. Then on to this is a tricky game because I'm almost ready to call these both pretenders. I know that Melbourne are you obviously your your second fan team. Yeah, and obviously you know you've. The season's over for Collingwood, realistically, so you've, you've jumped on a finals bandwagon team. Yep. Uh, who wins between the Giants and the Demons? They're playing at Spotless. No, no. Oh, sorry, the, the, the uh, U, U, University of New South Wales. Yeah, so it's at... Canberra Mar- Oval. It's at Monica. Yep. Um, so, Melbourne will get Jones back. They do. They lose Hogan, though, mm-hmm. which is... I, I, I don't think that's such a big problem... At the moment, for them, no. especially against probably JWS, who they're a smaller sort of uh, back line. Um, they want to stop their runners and stuff. And I think they have the cattle to do that. Uh, Jeremy Cameron not playing is a massive out for JWS. He just straightens them up so much. They do look lost. Like they are a team that needs a focal point. Yeah. Because the yes, they have talent across all the lines, but yeah, they they seem to not know what to do. Once they win the ball in that forward, that forward half of the field. Yeah, it's, it's like a pattern or lobe, and then it's the crummers like your Devin Smith, and they still don't have Toby Green. They might get Stevie J back this week. They'll get Mummy back probably. They get Delidio for his first game. He'd be pretty excited. But so that's you know you're looking there maybe three or four changes as well. So that rule comes into play. Um, and last week they were putrid for three quarters against Ferrer. I, I watched the game. And I was actually worried they were going to lose and cost me a, a, a multi I had. But f- they they came back and played one quarter of good footy in the last. And, you know, they got a couple of real classy sort of goals from the pocket. Was, I think it was Scully and Kelly just kicked some absolute... This shows their class with the footy. And, yeah, I, 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 they really worry about that. And I said last week, I think they're pretenders anyway. And I think Melbourne just win. And I, like, I think they're 265. Yeah. They're going to be built up. They, they, Max Gorn said today on radio, they still need to keep winning to make the finals. And they do. They're like Sydney. They can't afford to lose another game or two because then they're really in trouble of not, not So making. do we just excuse last week's putrid performance against the what I would call the worst team in the AFL uh, as just down to weather? Like, was it just, you know? It was weather and I think North actually played all right for the conditions and they played mm-hmm. it pretty well. And um, I think in the last quarter, they missed some opportunities and just didn't play smart enough football in the conditions, as North did, obviously. And, um, I, yeah, I just, I put it down as they've had a, a very good few weeks. Like They've had a good month or two, really. Hmm. And they just had a bad game. And North were due to win one eventually, as you said, against Essendon. They nearly beat Essendon as well. Yeah, they so, are due, yeah. And they haven't, like, we bag North a lot. But they've been close in a lot of games. They've been also blown out a few times, but they've been competitive and they score a lot and teams just tend to score more than them this year. Very true, very true. Yeah, for this one, I'm not going Melbourne to win. I've got Melbourne at the line. So the line's currently 13 and I think it's going to be a lot closer than this. And as much as I bag you out for it, Melbourne are a good team. They're not going to win the grand final. Don't waste your money on that bet. They'll make the granny. That's a ridiculous bet. (laughs) 
It's that's the silliest. <laughs> if you want to lose money, don't worry about anything else. Just put your money on Melbourne to make the granny because that's that's absurd. But they are especially especially with the injury list to the Giants, the players coming back. Melbourne are a lot closer than than two and a bit kicks. So. Yeah, the line's a safe bet, and if you've got brass balls like Baz or you've just bleed blue and red now, apparently, uh, take them for the win because there's, there's money there, but they're not... Yeah, I'm not confident. Now, the weather looks okay on, on, on Saturday there for the 145 start. Yep. And the over 174.5, given what both teams average to score and how they've been going, I think that looks like the best way to go as well. If you don't, if you don't have the balls to back Melbourne like I'm going to... Yeah, the overs is probably the way to go. I don't know what the weather's gonna be like. I said, but I think it'd be a bit more of a. I can see it being an eighty to one hundred sort of game. Yeah, so just just overs. Yeah, just overs. Yeah, no, all good. Uh, from from a game that should actually be quite skillful to one that could go either way. Uh, Essendon versus Carlton at the MCG, a, a traditional rivalry game that Carlton will get up for. Do we go all in on the Blues to cause an upset? Nah, surely not. They've been woeful the last two weeks, Carlton. They've been like their effort has been very, very. Are they spent? Are the young kids just spent? Well, I gave you the gave it to you last week, and the, what happened last year and the second half of the season that looks like heading that that way. This the only thing that might save is the fact it's meant to be wet on Saturday, because you saw it, what happened to Essendon earlier in the year and they played Carlton in the wet. Um. But I can't see how... Like, but then again, Essendon got beaten last week and the Doggies only laid 38 tackles against them. Very true. Do do we see Essendon as pretender-ish? They're pretenders because they play probably a similar sort of a game style to Adelaide where they just think... They don't tag anyone. And they just believe they're going to outscore you. Yeah. Like, So I found this on Twitter and... So they have not tagged anyone all year. So I'm not going to go through the all rounds, but I'll go through the last four. And yes, they've won some of these games, but you know they probably they didn't touch JJ last week. He had 18 possessions and four goals. Lit four was Sean Higgins. They had 23 possessions, and they, you know Higgins has been very good for North. They nearly got him over the line against St Kilda. Jack Stephen had 30 possessions. Yes, they smashed us. They smashed St Kilda. Sorry, and then Adam Trelaw. They didn't tag him, and he had 21 possessions. I haven't got all the other stats with him, but. These are the sort of players. You had, they lost to Brisbane. He had 30 touches and two goals. We get so Zorko. Then Josh Kennedy had 36 touches against him when they lost by a point. And if you go through the rest of the year, when they've lost games and they haven't touched a player of those sorts of qualities, they've been you know, they've, they've absolutely towed them up. So they they don't like the tag and they like to score lots and hope they can outscore the opposition. And I think they got. I said this about. The doggies last week. I think they got more firepower than the doggies, but I was proven wrong there. And um, but I, they definitely got more firepower than Carlton. Yeah, uh, and even if you just go on basic betting stats, real real basic stuff, uh, Essendon have only covered the line twelve out of their eighteen times at the MCG, so they're not bad on that. But none of their last seven as the favourite. So they are. They are a little bit drink drink your own bathwater front running type teams that don't want to tag, don't want to do that inside work, the hard work. They'll, they there is a chance they could roll up here against a, a low tired Carlton and be like, "Now nah, we're gonna we're gonna trounce these boys." And Carlton might bounce back. These again, if you talked, if we've mentioned it all year, this is something that Brendan Bolton as a coach tries to get his boys up for because they know 
that there'd be plenty of blue bag fans out there that if they if they beat Essendon, then it doesn't matter if they don't win a game for the rest of the year. Like that's that's the job done. Tick off, tick it off. We're just quickly looking up the weather here for Saturday, and it's going to be seven degrees and raining. So that plays into the blue baggers' hands as well. Yes, it does, and then that also brings in the under one seventy nine point five. I think that's a good way to go at the MCG, especially if it's going to be a bit wet and a bit windy. Yeah, ninety points a piece is ridiculous considering Carlton can barely kick seventy. So yeah, yeah, definitely. So yes, the unders there, and then the line each way. But again, an unders bet. If you haven't realised already, we've been saying unders a lot on this pod. When in doubt, go go under because that's how it's been playing out. And how it will continue to play out for us this season, most likely. A game that might not be unders, however. No, I've got this as overs, definitely. Is yeah. Brisbane versus Western Bulldogs at the Gabba. The Twilight game, the 435 game. The, the, the game of the week where you hide the one you don't really want to watch. This is, this is your Fox Sports 3 special. That uh, you take a little breaks when you go out to the pub, have a few have a few frothies, get, get your palm out and get G'd up for the nighttime game. Because this is going to be yuck. Yeah, we, the dogs... Oh, Brisbane have already said they're making up to five changes, or Fagan already said that, which brings in that rule. Um, and they were pretty ordinary against West Coast, I must say. Well, they did rest... Like, Fagan rested blokes. Yeah, and he's going to rest more blokes this week. So... Which is tanking. But is that is that not tanking? I think he's uh, just giving everyone a go on his list. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> just giving, out, giving out AFL caps. If Fagan, if you're listening, mate, just, just bring me out. I'll play up next week. Yep, yeah, and then you can go back and play local footy saying you played for Brisbane and get 1500 bucks a game. There you go, yeah. But I, I think this will be a pretty open, sort of free-flowing game. Um, all the scores at the Gabba, when I was having a look at it, at it, have been pretty much overs because Brisbane like to score, but they also allow opposition to score pretty heavily against them. So I think Port scored a fair bit up there. Um, obviously, the last game where they they got a Carlton... Uh, Brisbane game was over 190, which I know Carlton generally defend pretty well, but obviously the last two weeks have been pretty ordinary. Um, so I thought this is just an overs game. I think it's around 184, 187. Uh, yeah, 187.5. Yep. I think that gets covered because the Doggies will score a lot. So will Brisbane. And there's no value at the Doggies at $1.20. And the line looks pretty pretty good, though, at 28 and a half. I'd probably take that as well. Yeah. There's a very interesting betting quirk with the Lions this year. So the over is 6-0 and this year when the Lions are at home after losing by 60 or more. Yep. So money for jam. Go the overs. And, if you again, if, you, if you're feeling a bit confident, roll it into the line for the doggies. But uh, do that, forget it, and then check your, check your betting accounts after the game's finished because it, it won't be one to watch back on the... Uh, on the footy footy classics. Another one that we might want to watch back on the footy classics is the first of the again putrid Saturday night games. I don't know who I don't know how they roster these games on, but they it needs to be more flexible because we're having some absolute stinkers for our Saturday nights. Well, there's, yeah, there's two more stinkers after all this our game, Collingwood versus North Hobart, and uh, there's a the Ferro Gold Coast on the same night. So it's just just take the night off. Yeah, if you, if if you, if you. In trouble with the missus for watching too much footy on the weekends, this is the weekend to spend the Saturday night with the missus yep. because you are you, there's there's no reason to watch. But yep. well, there's, there's always a reason to have a bit of a punt, so yeah. you can always check the phone. Yeah, go go take a seat, Dunkirk, take her out for dinner, check your phone a bit, you know, quietly, just make sure you got your bets up and then treat her a bit more. Go take her, get some dessert when you've had a win. Yeah. But, yeah, 
surely all Collingwood need to do is stop Ben Brown from kicking goals. Waits out. Uh, Williams is out. I think Woods out. They've started putting blokes in for surgery down yeah. at North Hobart, and uh, yeah, I, surely we we win. Surely, now on surely, this one, this surely, one, I just wrote. We win. I just wrote down Kangas. <laughs> Kangas. Because like you were late. You this is the, this is. If we want pretenders, there's no one more pretending than than Collingwood even in a, in a game. So that was the third time this year we've blown a lead of four goals or more. We're starting to get a you were, you Richmond were, trait. About you us. were you were beating the top team in the AFL by fifty points. Yep. And then you drew. Yeah, we let it become a shootout, and we did did not defend as well as we should. Made some critical. That is an errors. understatement. Yeah, we, we ma- did not defend as well as we should. We let them come back from fifty points down. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it feels like you're a Richmond supporter. It's happened yeah. enough to you over the. We never, years. we never leave by fifty, mate. That involved us kicking hundred. Well, what, what was it against Sydney, and you lost? No, okay, no, fair. And point, fair unlike point. Richmond, at least we got two points from this game. But um, so, you know, yeah, we stuffed it up a bit. But <laughs> obviously, if we play that sort of football in the first half, we'd be up more, more than fifty against North. Yeah, you could kick two hundred. Yeah, and like North, North that Eddie had of pretty much average in the high nineties, and they average against them over 100. Yeah. So this is, I was looking at it and I think it's 180, no, 194 and a half. So it's borderline to touch as an unders-overs total game perspective and I probably wouldn't be touching it. But, I mean, the records say that we'll probably clear that unders-overs. Collingwood's at 10 and a half a line. I think if we win, we win by more than two goals. I probably are just, you sure you win? I'm, I'm for the... <laughs> It's scary because I'm actually confident of a win, which means my heart will be broken. So when we lose to Kangaroos, but we, you know, oh. there's no way you lose this, as you oh, said. Like he is, he is. <laughs> Scotty Boy has put all these blokes on ice. Yeah, I, he's put him in. He's put him in. He he's, shut the he's, he's put him in. The, he's put him into the ice. Into the ice bucket, the knackery, or the sur- or the surgeon's table. So like he's he's clearing the decks. He's working out what he's going to try and do to either. He's probably actually checked out to be honest. He's probably done what he did last year and he started getting on the phone of his manager and shipping around. He's like, oh, I heard we're moving to North Hobart next year. I need out of here before that happens. So <laughs> there's. I think I think I actually think you got a line. Ten and a half is not enough. Collingwood a much better side than that. Just looking at our midfield, our midfield smashed Adelaide's for two and a half quarters. Yeah, and that's. I mean, and been, North don't even have a midfield. So. No, and like I know I harp on about Adelaide's midfield, but some of them are starting to stand up. But yeah, like Douglas was pretty good on the weekend, Crouch. But yeah, I just surely we win. <laughs> surely, if we don't, I'm gonna be a broken man next week. Yeah, you'd be a broken man. I think Bucks get the flick on Monday because yeah, that would be inexcusable. Uh, so from one, com- that was a very complex game. Ironically, to another one, which again you're just like, what do we, what do we do? I've just got question marks written down for this one. Uh, Fremantle versus Gold Coast at Domain Stadium. Again, it's it's it all depends on what kind of funny buggers the coaches and list managers want to play, and does Gary Ablett travel? Probably not. All those kind of factors. Yeah, he, they reckon he's going to play. Well, that's what they've been saying the last three weeks. So, so I I really doubt that he travels. But he, you know, he could. But without Gary, a lot relies on lines and Hall and that sort of lineup to to beat the midfield of Freeman. And I think Freeman have definitely a better midfield. But the thing that worries me is 
the Gold Coast four line. If they can get the ball in there enough, I think they've got... Like, Fremantle are really going to struggle to contain them. Hayden Ballantyne played pretty well last week. They've got, you know, McCarthy. So that's um, Fremantle's four line. I'm talking about Lynch. Uh, obviously, Ainsworth hurt his knee. You've got Matera, stuff like that. Uh, Big Peter Wright. Just those sort of players worry me a bit. But, yeah, on the flip side, Fremantle's uh, four line last week functioned pretty well. Hayden Ballantyne played some decent footy, as did McCarthy. So it just... You just don't know what's going to happen in this game. Like, Fremantle should win, looking at their form, and Gold Coast being pretty putrid, and they've got more injuries. Um, Travelling to Perth, who knows? I think the only way to go at the moment, I think it's 168 points is the over. Uh, I'd be going over that, because I think Fremantle will still kick your 80-odd points, 90-odd points. And even though Gold Coast has been struggling a bit lately to score, I think it'll be a pretty free sort of open game. It wasn't really that physical against GWS Fremantle last week and Gold Coast well, who did they even play last week Gold Coast yeah that's how interested I was they played, oh, they Richmond, played Richmond yeah sorry and they, it was uh, yeah it wasn't great yeah well Nan Curvis kicked what three or something didn't he yeah, yeah well spare me Gold Coast <laughs> seriously <laughs> did he kick three against you yeah it's uh yeah and Ovis an Ovis game yeah 170 in that style of footy uh, especially away, and and traditionally, Domain allows teams to kick big scores. That's why that's why the the uh, West Coast Pretenders do so well out there. And they and again, Gold Coast's forward line kind of stacks up very similarly to a West Coast and Adelaide with good talls and some and some skillful some skillful players around around the the drop of the ball. So they when they want to, and when they win this year, they've traditionally won by kicking more than well over a hundred points. Gold so, Coast, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they got some good firepower at four. It's just whether they, I suppose, can be stuffed. Yeah. Because their effort is, you know, they're the worst tackling side in the comp. And, yeah, it's, it's ordinary. Yeah. So, over's the go there, but uh, wouldn't back him in for a win. On to the more important games. And Sunday, as much as Saturday sucked, so, as you said, you gotta, you got to take out, take out your partner, get the brownie points up because there's no brunch. There's no brunch on Sunday. You're going to be getting in there, getting ready for a big afternoon of football. Even the early games are good. St Kilda versus West Coast at Etihad. Can the pretenders fly east well, I've actually, and, and have a massive impact on the finals? I've been asked to go to the ice hockey on Sunday and I've just realised that You've these, stuffed up. these three games... You've stuffed up, Baz. I'm, I'm staying home. Yeah. Um, well, That's a weird thing, a weird request. When it comes to ice hockey on Sunday, what are you going to be watching? Yeah, anyway, I don't even know, to be honest. I was going to ask one of them to go. I said I'd think about it. Apparently it's at four o'clock on Sunday. He's thought about it, and the answer's no. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. Um, St Kilda, West Coast. Well, to be fair, West Coast's form at Eddie Hat isn't that bad. It's not. They beat, um, they lost to the Doggies, sorry. They lost to us, but they did win earlier. I think they were five... Had five wins from the last like seven or eight games there or something like that. I couldn't come remember the stat off the top of my head. Yeah, um, under the dome they're not too bad because yeah. they, they don't see or feel Melbourne. They can't smell the coffee from the baristas or anything <laughs> like that. They don't. No hipsters go to Etihad, so it's not a real Melbourne experience. Yeah, I think so. they're, they're worried about the turf at, at the MCG. It must give them some sort of itch or scratch yeah, or something. The uh, outdoor turf, it's yeah. terrible. But Saints, with the fact that Rewalt's retiring, um, it's played in Melbourne. Surely the Saints win. I know they've struggled to score the last three weeks, Saints. I think they really have, haven't yeah, they? They've really struggled. They get 
Rewalt obviously plays this week. He will obviously play. Memory's ba- Memory played an awesome game on the weekend. When he kicks... I, I sent a stat to you on the weekend. I can't remember off the top of my head. But when he kicks more than two goals against top eight teams, I think they're something ridiculous like 11-1 and one or something like that. So I think he'll... He'll have a big part with Josh Bruce and their, their small mids will be too quick for West Coast. Um, but yeah, I think St Kilda should win this. If they don't, then or whoever loses this really, the season's over, isn't it? Very much so. So the the real honest truth about St Kilda this year is they just don't travel. They just they just don't travel. So they've they've dropped weird games when they've when they've gone away. And they've got a pretty good record at Eddie Howe. But Eddie, Eddie Howe, they've, really well. they've been quite good and they've had some hugely impressive performances. And their only real blemish on Eddie Howe was against Essendon. And that was a, that was a real aberration game. That, what, that's had not, that had no true reflection um, on, their, on their season. And I think, yeah, the big ins, memory back in. And, yeah, they want to they try and at least get to the finals for Rui. And in all honesty, he deserves it as well. So... It'll be a sentimental vote. The line at minus four and a half is probably a bit surprising, but that just adds more value for, for St Kilda. Yeah, and I reckon over 172 at, at the Telstra Dome. Both teams will score 85 or 90 or more. This is the way they both play. Yeah. And I think that, that'll cover that as well. So, yeah, definitely St Kilda, line, overs. Now, we've mentioned and we gave him a bit of a, bit of a whack old spaghetti head, but there's a funny little... Uh, Sports bet, mega bet. Uh, Rewalt to kick three or more and Prittis to have 30 or more touches. Is Prittis playing? Mitchell's playing? Mm-hmm. So I think Prittis is about to start the retirement tour. Well, he doesn't... So generally they don't play together when they go over interstate. Mm. Only one of them plays. But now they're both retiring, I think they're going to get... Like, they're just going to play out together. Go into the sunset, both in wheelchairs, out, outrun by 30-year-old greyhounds. Well, so I think their win-loss when they're both playing is, is, is in a negative. Yeah. When one of them plays, it's in the positive. And when they both don't play, it's actually in the positive even more. Yeah. So uh, so shout out to the uh, West West Coast Eagles list manager. You've really done yourself an absolute favour well, Simpson there. said after last week that there's going to be list changes and stuff. And I think that's where the Prius team came from because he was told, a bit like Jimmy Bartel, he might be spending some time in the Magoos. And he wasn't he said, happy about that. I don't do Magoos, mate. No. I'd, Sayonara. Yeah, see you later. And, you know, the room's going around. He wasn't too happy about it and st- may have stormed out. That's going off what, you know, you hear. Well, he's a Brownlow uh, medalist, mate. That's not how you treat Brownlow medalists. Yeah, well, SEN were reporting that. So, you know, I, again, I don't know if it's true or not, but generally when three or four blokes on SEN go with it, it's probably close to the Close mark. to the truth, at yeah. least. Uh, so does he get 30 touches if he, if he is buying, which I think he is? No, nah, because he won't get near it. He couldn't get near it against Collingwood. Very true. And I think you struggle this year, to be honest. Like, yeah. Just, just be, to the main fact that he's just too slow and he hasn't got the footy brains that, you know... Uh, the Mitchell does or a Mitchell does, yeah. yeah. No, fair, fair call all around there. Um, so stay away from that, but yeah, get on St Kilda, get on the overs. Possibly the most important game of the round, even just for this podcast. <laughs> Richmond versus Hawthorne at the G. Uh, Richmond going in as favourites at four and a half the line and the over-under 164. My bet here is you go Richmond head-to-head, but you wait. Because at the moment we're favourites and I reckon a lot of punters are going to be going getting cold feet and jumping on the Hawks late. Not with Hodge out. 
I reckon the punters will come more for Richmond now. Hodges out. Oh, that does not spell happy things for Richmond fans. But anyway, but I was I was waiting on whether Hodge was going to be confirmed because I'm the tip Richmond, which this just this just blows me away. I'm doing this, but Richmond and Richmond will win. Like, yeah, without Hodge, Hodge is Hodge is an on-field coach. Yeah. Hodges had such an, had has such an epic influence on the Hawks this year, and especially with we've talked about it all all this series that. Clarkson's obviously had to go on. Oh bloody hell! I don't have I don't have the players that I want to play the footy that I was playing. Let's go back to the the Clark, the Clarko's cluster model. I didn't have great players there. I had young players who were developing, and I had old season heads. Let's roll the dice on that one again. And lo and behold, it actually works. But it only works when you've got blokes like Hodge, Silk at the back playing. Like Hodge this year has been playing a quarterback role yeah. and essentially just calling calling the lines, calling opposition's defensive structures and then being like, this is how we pick them apart. So. Yeah. yeah, Gunston plays back with him as Sicily. They sort it out. And then you've got uh, Silk Burgon for those who don't understand why it's Silk. He's actually Burgon because he's so silky smooth with his skills. Um they, he, he controls the middle part of that and then you've got Ruffhead controlling the front part and it's just the three of them have such a big influence on that cluster because they're so it's ingrained in them yeah but yeah I just even if Rewalt doesn't play for the Tigers and there's still a big doubt that he will play your small four line throws up something different that Hawthorne haven't had to deal with so if you can be patient use the footy well probably bit like Sydney, create some stoppages and get rid of the cluster so the cluster doesn't stop you from moving the ball out of your defensive 50, then you should be winning this game. Now, the only concern is, as I've said all year, like Richmond are a poor man, Sydney. Yeah. And Sydney, they, yeah, they didn't, they didn't lose by much, but they got shown up good and proper. Well, Sydney should have... If Sydney kicks straight in that first quarter... But Sydney never kicks straight, so that, that's, that's a pointless thing to say. They, that's lost them a grand final. It's lost them countless games this year. It'll cost them, it's cost them a spot in the top four. But, but structurally, uh, Sydney and Richmond are quite similar. And there were periods there in that match where Hawthorne dominated the play. They didn't turn into scoring, scoring opportunities. But can they? do you think they can replicate that again this week without Hodge? Well, the one thing that you've got that Sydney probably don't have is a Dustin Martin... Who can break the lines a bit? Yeah, obviously, throw around Rioli and those quicker players. And I don't think you try and play the same sort of try and get over the back against it. You want to, with your smaller forwards, you probably want to kick it down the line and try and create a contest, bring it to ground, and let your forwards run onto it that way instead of probably trying to pick your way through it. Because, I mean, we've seen every team try and pick their way through it, it doesn't work. So, I don't know, maybe, you tr- hopefully, Harwick's trying to think of something a bit different to go with it and well he does that he's tried a lot of things different this year you get him a whack for a few of them yeah but at the end of the day he's, he's, he's preparing for bigger and better things and yeah realistically realistically on form on talent on squads with Hodge out Richmond win and they cover the line easy five but, points won't be enough but, but Richmond Richmond well we're not Richmond anymore but there's, you know, but they still wear still the, they still wear the, the black you, the yellow stripe with the black kit. If you so. win this, you I reckon you guarantee yourself top four as well. well the problem is though, you play Adelaide. Well, like the, no, the bigger problem is that if we win this, the lid is well and truly off. Yep. And then that's never a good thing. Then bathwater time. It's bathwater time, and then the, then the then the infection follows, <laughs> and then it's the the double knockout in the finals. But yeah, in terms of the betting market, I think it's actually pretty good money. Over unders one sixty four, eighty two points each. Surely it's unders again. 
Yeah, well, you think the same sort of game... If it's turned out the same sort of game as last weekend against Sydney and Hawthorne, which it probably will. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think it's unders. Yeah. Unless... The only thing I can think of is, is that Richmond get a hold of Hawthorne and it might go over, but I, I, I don't sense that happening. Richmond just don't go over. Even in our big wins, we've still haven't... We've, we've just really strangled our opponents. So, yeah... We haven't we haven't kicked a big score anyway since well, in, not against a proper team. We haven't kicked a big score and since before the bye. So yep. unders 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 as per usual, and arguably the game of the round, the showdown. Everyone loves a good showdown, but again, talk about bathwater drinking. People are drinking Port Adelaide's bathwater in my opinion here. Oh. That line is way too close. Like it's a big tough game. And Port got within what three goals the first time. I think the only reason the line is like that, and again, get on early. It's already come in four points or this five points. This is a Baz hot take. It's already come, like from 9.30 this morning when I saw it, to now, so in, within 12 hours, it's already come in four or five points. Go under 170. It's meant to bucket that piss down. It's going to be a monsoon there for the next three or four days. It's going to be pissing down on Sunday. We saw what happened last week with a little bit of rain in... Adelaide, and we saw what happened with the weather in Hobart. They put up these ridiculous under-overs. It will not go over 170 at Adelaide in this game. And when the last time they played, I don't even think it went over that. It was a surprising, because, yeah, traditionally, this is where the line gets skewed. Traditionally, the showdown is a bit of a shootout. Uh, but, yeah, if if the mon- if the rains are coming, as, uh, as Baz is predicting, weatherman Baz... Then uh, yeah, that's that line. That over unders total is way too high. It'd be a great game though. Like it's gonna be tough, hard footy. Yeah, yeah. one eight, one hundred eighty three points last time. Yeah, so and the that was in good conditions. Great conditions. So this is there be if the weather if the bomb weather report is right, it's gonna be underwater there pretty much, and yeah, it'll be a good game. Crouch versus Wines. Whether they tag Sloan with Ebert. Um, Dixon really fires up, does something. Um, you know, you, you, Robbie Gray loves these sort of games. And you got the other side. Does Eddie Betts come back? They held over Lever from Collingwood for another week. He'll be a big in. Your Walkers, your Jenkins, your McGovern's. Obviously, I'm probably you go the safe way and tip Adelaide, but you wouldn't be surprised here if Port got up because it's a showdown. Anything can happen. We see this all the time in the derbies. You know, even when Collingwood plays Carlton, Collingwood plays Essendon, Richmond plays Carlton, so sort of things. The game's always closer than you think. So it can go either way, but yeah, the under 170.5 at the moment, just get on. Yeah, I don't have any faith in Port Adelaide. They're, they are the proper pretenders because they're, they're good enough to make the finals. They've had a soft-ass draw. And this is this in terms of the, of the betting lines, 11.5 in Adelaide's favour is a dry weather line, and that's not enough. Adelaide do an absolute number on on the uh, the opposite side, and uh, the real Adelaide champions will be crowned at the end of this round. So get on that, and as Baz says, get on the unders early. <laughs>